Welcome to the Scarlet and Gray Sports Recap here live from Bloomington, Indiana. The site of tonight's massacre that had Ohio State defeating the Indiana Hoosiers 54-7. That was brought to you here on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio by our very own Murphy Horning and Nathan Forrestoffel. I'm Caleb Spinner along with Max Cohen and Max not really much to say here. I don't expect us to take up a lot of time, but Ohio State was in their peak form. A lot of teams, or a lot of people around the nation had said that Ohio State's real team was revealed at Rutgers, and with the constant streak now winning at Maryland and now here on the road in definitive fashion, I'm inclined to agree with them. Yeah, well, the Big Ten Conference is no pushover conference, Caleb. Ohio State's 4-0 in Big Ten Conference play. Their first game of the season, a win, a hard-fought win against the Minnesota Golden Gophers up in Minneapolis. And the last three games, they've really showed their true colors, Ohio State has, beating the, beating the lid off of a pretty solid Rutgers team, then absolutely dominating Maryland at home, and then coming about four hours down to Bloomington, Indiana, and just taking care of business here on a blistering and rainy Saturday night from Bloomington, Indiana. And Ohio State, 54-7. to That actually looks a little closer than the game really was. At some point, Ohio State's offense just stopped really looking for big plays and just ran the ball. But nonetheless, Ohio State really put on a dominating display tonight. Yeah, they did, especially, you know, when you look at the numbers, you can see that this was a very heavy pass game. But it started off on, on the ground, more specifically, started off on the legs of Travion Henderson, who finished the game with nine carries, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. He was pulled in the second quarter, believe it or not. Yes, that's what kind of game it was. But the Buckeyes finished with 32 total rushing attempts for 187 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. The other one came from Mayan Williams, who had eight for 60 himself. Meanwhile, in the passing game, 28 uh, completions, excuse me, for 352 yards, four touchdowns with a long of 32. So Ohio State's offense was killing it. The, the, the leader, the shot caller, was C.J. Stroud for a lot of this game. He was pulled eventually. Um, we got to see both Kyle McCord and Jack Miller, which is something cool that you, you don't really get to see them. But they come out. They get some experience here on the road in, in rough circumstances. It's still a drizzle, but... You know, not optimal playing conditions. C.J. Stroud finishes 21 of 28 for 266 yards and four touchdowns. What did Ohio State's offense do? You know, I want to say what did they do right, but what has been the constant theme since they destroyed uh, Rutgers, Maryland, and now today? I think they're just starting to find a rhythm early. Uh, Ohio State looked like they were a slow-starting team in the first couple games of the season, especially against a team like Minnesota and Oregon. You really saw Ohio State's offense not really get clicking until the third quarter. In these most recent games, Ohio State's offense is getting down the field with long first drives of the games. In this game, Ohio State had about a five-and-a-half-minute first opening drive against Indiana, and that set the tone for the rest of the game. Ohio State, from then on, could do whatever they wanted on offense, and in the first couple games, you didn't see that. Ohio State's offense is getting going early, and what that's doing is it's opening up big plays later, and Ohio State's offense can do no wrong. And we saw that in the first half today. Ohio State's offense, six drives in the first half, six touchdowns, and C.J. Stroud continuing his reign of dominance. He's now... Firmly in that Heisman conversation today, 21-28, 266 yards, four touchdowns. Breaks his streak of 300-yard passing games, but honestly, if he stayed in the fourth quarter, you know he would have broken that, and just over 200 passer rating. Just an exceptional display of dominance out of C.J. Stroud today, and Ohio State's offense is 
clicking on all cylinders. I haven't seen him look this good in probably three years when Haskins was over there at Ohio State throwing the ball around the field and breaking the Big Ten passing touchdown record that year. Around the, the world of college football today, some top teams fell. Others didn't look too well against teams that they should have beaten the pants off of, particularly Oklahoma. I was talking with you during the game. You said that Ohio State, without a doubt, is the best team in the country. Not saying I disagree with you, but why do you think that? Well, I think Ohio State has shown that no matter who they play, they can win up to that competition. And at the beginning of the season, we didn't see this Ohio State team. The first three games, I would not have told you. I would barely have ranked Ohio State in the top 25 after how they looked the first three games. But these last four games, Ohio State's offense has been exceptional, no doubt about it. But defensively, Ohio State isn't allowing anyone to do anything against them. Indiana's offense isn't amazing. It's not top 100 in the country. It's really pushing it right there, and they're without their starting quarterback in Michael Penix Jr. It was pretty obvious that offensively they couldn't get a lot going, but after that first drive from Indiana, Ohio State's defense settled down and just shut down Indiana. Indiana today, only 128 yards of total offense, and Ohio State had four times that on their own end. So, Ohio State's defense is starting to put things together, and I think when Ohio State's defense is this good, and we already know that Ohio State has the best offense in the country, who's going to stop them? The only competition they may have would be a very good Georgia team, but they defensively, they haven't faced anyone close to Ohio State's caliber on the offensive end. Then you go down to Cincinnati. Cincinnati had some good wins this year. They beat Indiana, but that was a close game. Ohio State did not have a close game against an Indiana team, and Cincinnati today struggled with the triple option against Navy, which I'm sure Ohio State would have blown the doors off of. Then Oklahoma, they struggled with Kansas. That's not great. Kansas is not a good football team. They're not a football school. That's a basketball school, and Oklahoma struggled with them. And then you go up there to Alabama, and Alabama's going to win by a few touchdowns against Tennessee, but Tennessee was hanging in there with them well into the third quarter, even into the fourth quarter. So in the top five, Ohio State's the only one today who played like their ranking. They played convincingly, and I think it's going to prove it in the next AP poll that comes out tomorrow that Ohio State's going to surprise a few people. I could see them up at two or three coming in the poll tomorrow despite the one loss. I think that's how good Ohio State's playing right now. Let's flip our discussion from the scarlet and gray to the cream and crimson. The Indiana Hoosiers looked horrendous today, and I think that's that's fair to say. Scored on their first possession and had nothing the rest of the game. It was absolutely abysmal to use a Nathan Forrestoffel big word there on this. What did the Hoosiers do wrong? What went wrong for the Hoosiers? Everything. I mean, everything. They're, defensively, they couldn't stop a soul. Let's be honest. Ohio State's offense was going to do that no matter what. Indiana didn't have a chance to stop Ohio State's offense in any capacity. They were in no position to keep up with the speed of Ohio State's receivers. No, There was no competition for Ohio State to for Ohio State really any pressure on their running game. If Ohio State wanted to, they could have run down this whole game if they really wanted to. Trayvon Henderson was taken out halfway through the second quarter. Ohio State's offense could have kept him in, and he could have had 300 yards on the ground. That's how good they were doing, and Indiana couldn't stop that. And then offensively, they just could never develop a rhythm. Ohio State was getting a great pass rush. Today, Ohio State had five sacks, which when they can generate a pass rush like that, it really doesn't help Indiana's offense. And Ohio State also had 14 tackles for a loss. That shows that Ohio State's getting penetration into the backfield, and Indiana just didn't have a chance. And I also think Indiana not having Michael Penix Jr., he hasn't played great this year, but not having him, it showed. And Indiana just could never get a rhythm. And so the fact that Indiana couldn't develop anything on the offensive side really set them up for failure, and that's why they couldn't do anything today against a really, really good Ohio State team. It's to no disrespect to Indiana. It's it's hard to beat a team 
playing at the level that Ohio State is right now. Ohio State's peaking right now. I don't know that they can really get much better than the way they've been playing these last few games, but Ohio State's been playing some cupcake teams in the Big Ten relatively to the who they're playing next. They they get Penn State next week, and Penn yep. State's a ranked team. They're very solid. They're going to get Michigan State and Michigan going in later in the year, and a Nebraska team that's been playing fairly well this year. So, I don't know. Indiana didn't play nearly to where I thought they would be, but Ohio State's just playing that well. So, I don't know. Indiana just didn't do a lot of things right, but yeah. it's not like they had it. It's not like they could have. To put it this way, Ohio State had 539 total yards of offense. Indiana, by comparison, 128. Okay, you, you wonder why I say horrendous. That is most definitely why. But I think you touched on something that the entire college world is is becoming to is starting to accept as a popular sentiment, and that's that Michael Penix Jr. While he's not a stat uh, a stat heavy player, his leadership really means something else to this Hoosiers team. And you said it it, it was apparent tonight. They had no uh, direction at all. You touched on Ohio State's uh, coming up schedule. Ohio State won today against the Hoosiers, decisive faction, 54-7. Penn State lost to Illinois 20-18 in a nine-overtime game. They lost two weeks ago to to Iowa, which means they come to Columbus with two losses. Ohio State has been on a tear. Penn State has had some rough awakenings uh, over the last couple over the last couple weeks. What does this mean for the matchup between the Buckeyes and the and the Nittany Lions next weekend? Well, Ohio State's got all the momentum coming in. In uh, Penn State has lost all that they had gained at the beginning part of the year. They're looking a lot more like the team we saw last year that couldn't win no matter how hard they tried than the team that we saw the first five weeks, where Penn State was phenomenal on both sides of the football and. Today, Illinois is not a great football team. They're not the cream of the crop when it comes to Big Ten football. And today, Illinois just ran down Penn State's throat and did whatever they wanted on the ground. Illinois is a good rushing football team. Ohio State is a much, much better rushing team. And Trayvon Henderson might be the best running back in college football the way he's playing right now. Only nine carries tonight, but if you give him 20 carries, he has 300 yards tonight the way he was running with the football. So... I think what you're going to see next week is you're going to see something similar to you saw this week. And Penn State's a better team than Indiana, but I really just the way Ohio State's offense has looked and the way Penn State's defense has looked, I mean, Travion Henderson next week could just be running up and down the field all game and put his way into the Heisman conversation if we really wanted to. That's how porous Penn State's defense has been, and that's how good Ohio State's offense has been. So I think the way that Penn State played today is going to show in the scoreboard and what it's going to look like next week. And I could really see Ohio State putting up again over 50 points on the scoreboard and Penn State really only getting about you know, 14 to 17 points. That Halloween weekend matchup next week against the Buckeyes is going to be huge for the Nittany Lions. It's the difference between two and three losses, which as we know when it comes down to bowl selection is critical in which one you're selected for. Um, now talking about Indiana, our last thing that we'll touch on before we call it a night here in Bloomington, it's 11.07 uh, the local time here, so this is going to be a late one here. Uh, but Indiana falls to two and five after the loss to Ohio State. They have Maryland on the road next week against the Terps. What is I? What does Indiana rather have to do in that game to wipe the bad taste out of this mouth and get a win in there in another Big Ten uh, matchup? Well, Maryland's defense isn't anything to go home and brag about, but. When you look at Maryland's offense, they've been fairly solid this year. The last couple games, they haven't looked the part, but uh, Talia Tagovailoa is a very good quarterback, and Maryland's got a lot of playmakers. They just lost their top receiver a couple weeks ago, and it's showing up in their offense. They're not getting the ball on the field like they usually are, and today they didn't look very good either. Maryland dropping a game today as well, and a Maryland-Indiana match. You're looking at two teams that started out okay, 
but have really trailed off as we reach the middle part of the Big Ten season, and both teams need that win. I think if Indiana wants to win a game like that, they've just got to control the clock. They've got to be able to keep possessions going on the offensive end. We saw what Indiana can do. Their first possession of the game today, they looked great. They got the ball all the way down the field. It took up 15 plays, got the ball down in six minutes. I mean, that's a great drive. That's the type of drive you see out of Ohio State to open up games, and that's what Indiana did today. If they can do stuff like that against Maryland, they're going to be successful, but Maryland's no pushover. They can they can hold their own in the Big Ten Conference despite what Ohio State did to them, but Ohio State did that to Indiana too. It's it's really Ohio State against the rest of the conference. It's That's how good Ohio State's playing. You see, people, you see a team like Michigan, who today struggled a little bit with Northwestern, but still pulled away a 33-7 victory, but no one else, I feel like, who can really put up a dogfight with a team of this caliber of Ohio State and Indiana next week. They're going to have to bounce back from a, a hard game tonight against Ohio State. Maryland and Indiana, two teams whose only wins come from playing unranked teams. We'll see what happens when they play each other in Annapolis next weekend. Your final, once again, from Bloomington, Ohio State 54, Indiana 7. You've been listening to Scarlet and Gray Sports Recap. For Max Cohen, Murphy Horning, Nathan Forstoffel, and our entire SGSR crew, I'm Caleb Spinner. That's the game. I'm out of here.